Um, see, a lot of people mention our country's future, wasting time, but it's in these formative years, especially for young people, where they learn to speak out and they learn these important skills that'll help us as adults. I find it quite terrifying that people aren't letting these young people talk because they are our future. One day, these young people are going to run our country, and by not allowing them to have a voice in our society, or even what goes on in their everyday lives, you're kind of putting them in a small box. And no matter how much I think about that, it's going to be completely detrimental to our future. This is No Such Thing, a podcast about the promise and reality of learning with technology. I'm Mark Lesser. This episode isn't about the 4-H organization, but anyone who's ever been to a 4-H fair can feel me on this. It's a magical place. The purpose of a 4-H fair is really about bringing generations of young people into the practice and process of growing things and caring for things and the world of agriculture. At least that's where they started. It's something that in those roots we understand very well, that to motivate young people to want to continue a culture and a practice, we need to start young and we need to get uh, everyone having fun around our livelihood. Here's where I'm going with this. This episode is about an event, not just one event, but all of the events all across the country that bring young people together and helps to build an identity that wants to participate in it. This event is Emoticon. It celebrates 10 years this year, and it was founded right here in New York City. It's the largest New York youth digital media and technology festival where young people come together from all boroughs of New York and the surrounding area to show off, to demonstrate what it is that they can do and how they see this, their digital skills applying to the world around them. It's a really important opportunity, but don't take that from me. Take it from some of the young people who have been part of the event and are now planning our 10th anniversary. Here's a couple of them. My name's Amanda Perales and I am the head ninja of the Illuminati. I hail from Brooklyn, New York. Hi, my name is Kirsten Velasquez. I am the court jester of the Illuminati, and I'm from Flatbush, Brooklyn, 19 years old. Also with us, I have Meredith Sums, who is a terrific talent in this space and somebody who has seen youth programming in and out for a very long time. Um, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy the conversation, not for what it represents, in this event in isolation, but for what it represents in the value of bringing people together at young ages to demonstrate what they can do, to meet professionals that are further down the line who can also share with them what it takes to continue down that pathway and to feel like they are part of a culture, that they are participants and active in shaping. If you know of an event nationally or internationally that we should be showcasing on this show, I would love to have that conversation. Hit me on Twitter, M-A-Lesser, 
to let me know about it. Enjoy the conversation. Guys, thank you so much for being here. No such thing welcomes you. The uh, So 10 years of Emoticon, this is big, 2018. So big. Huge. You guys pumped? Biggest. I, I am pumped, yeah. yeah. Totally excited. 10. I cannot believe uh, we made it 10 years. Um, it's pretty insane. So, so uh, I have with us today uh, Meredith Sums, who leads uh, the the partnership of Emoticon in New York City, and then two alum of the event who also help now uh, plan and throw this thing. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Um, for those who don't know it, I can't imagine that there are people in the world who don't know what Emoticon is. But um, Chris, let's start with you. Um, I'm curious about what Emoticon is, but my question to you is, what is Emoticon to you? Uh, that's a great question, Mark. Um, <clears throat> emoticon to me, when I first applied to be on the A-Team in 2014, I had no idea what Emoticon was going to be. Tell people what the A-Team was. So the A-Team is a, is a now disbanded team of teens. Um, we were based in Global Kids near Baruch College. Uh, we were in charge of coming up with an icebreaker game for Emoticon as well as um, like semi-hosting the event and as well as introducing key speakers such as Anil Dash and um, others as well. And, um, yeah, that was the A-team. Uh, two of them are actually there, Abraham and Carlos. Chris is pointing to, to pictures on the wall. We're pictures here at wall. Mouse Headquarters. Yes. Um, so that's pretty cool to have you guys here with mm -hmm. pictures on the wall of some of the alum who have participated over the years. Mm -hmm. So you were, you were saying emoticon to you. At first, I had, I had no idea what to expect. But, you know, once, like once I went through it, once um i don't know to me it's just to me it's just like the cultivation of all the creativeness that's out there in new york city like all the talented kids like just year in year out all of these kids you know new projects new ideas fresh ideas and just you know coming back every year seeing the projects progress seeing these kids getting smarter and smarter you know to me Motocon is really just a showcase of the talents of young people in new york city mm. and, and that's why i love it because you know a lot of young people in new york city were often overlooked um especially the ones especially you know the kids who play video games the kids who you know skateboard the kids who like to take apart computers they're usually overlooked so it's good that once a year we get to come together and celebrate those kids you know yeah the nerds yeah it it's funny because you just described a whole bunch of like subcultures of young people mm -hmm. and it feels like everybody like who's left after kids who like skateboards kids who like computers like to play games mm -hmm. it's not a real question but uh how about you Amanda what what is emoticon to you I guess emoticon to me is a safe beautiful place that happens once a year um when I participated in Emoticon, I was in the Mouse Design League program. And being able to showcase my hard work for the entire year was just amazing. I There's no words for what an experience Emoticon is because you just have to experience it yourself. 
What would you say was most rewarding about that the first the first experience for you? The first time I participated in a Moticon, the most rewarding thing I believe would be getting feedback because um the project I worked on was called Omni Palette, which was an assistive art palette for people with limited mobility. And there were some people at the event who did have um, dexterity issues and they gave us some feedback on it and being able to see that my work has made a difference or could possibly make a difference was probably the most rewarding mm. was it was it um, unexpected like did 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 you go into emoticon knowing what to expect absolutely not I mean I just thought of it going into it i thought of it as a show and tell but it's so much more than that mm. you have all these different people coming from all these different places and they're joined together at one space for a common goal which is presenting their projects which normally have to do with tech and change mm. i love that so um meredith one of the reasons I'm so excited to have you here, Mayor, is you have uh, worked on so many different types of youth programming um, and have so much experience and expertise to share. And so I'm, I, I'm looking forward to asking you as much about what has failed over the years mm -hmm. as what has gone well. Um, in addition, I want to jump into um, what stuff you guys are excited about and from the our uh, mic test uh, time beforehand. It sounds like there's a lot to share, which I'm excited for. But, um, Mayor, from the sort of, um, if you were pitching emoticon to people that matter, um, <laughs> by that we mean, uh, you know, if you're if you're talking to other, um, let's say you're talking to funders, okay. you're talking to people you need to invest, you who need to believe in it. Um, what is emoticon? Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Um, no pressure. No pressure. So emoticon is an annual event for young innovators who really believe that they can make things that will change the future for the better. And it's an opportunity for them to come together and demonstrate their work among peers um, their own age who are doing similar projects at other organizations and among professionals in uh, the tech and media world to just celebrate that innovation and to explore pathways for their own future and to collaborate. And yeah, it's, it's this amazing combination of outcomes that uh, really you know, set, set students off, you know, for the future. Mm. Mm -hmm. What, um, you've seen a lot of emoticons happen over time before you even, uh, took the lead with the steering committee. Um, there's been a lot of evolution. What would you say at this point, right? 10 year anniversary for you personally, as um, a youth development professional, as somebody who has worked at the intersection of tech and education for a long time, mm -hmm. what's the one thing that you hope every young person 
leaves emoticon with. I think it's a combination of like a sense of pride in, in what they've done and accomplishment. Uh, Cause these young people are coming with some really amazing, amazing work and, you know, across so many different mediums and so many different purposes and to, to know that it's celebrated and respected and to receive uh, feedback from so many different types of people, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a real, you know, it gets, you know, it just helps, it helps them feel inspired to, to keep on that path. And then, so accomplishment and possibility. Mm. So really seeing this as a viable career path or something that is a step towards a goal and having a, a better sense of what, where, what their goal might lead, yeah. you know, like where, what possible careers could, could this, you know, relate to. And we see young people leave emoticon going into a whole bunch of different fields, but this, this idea of like design and creativity and, uh, you know, just coming up with, solutions to real problems applies in so many different places. So mm. I think uh, having, a, having a better sense of, of where they want to go and, yeah. and feeling like they're ready because of the accomplishment. So. Yeah. So you heard uh, what, what Meredith hopes everybody sort of takes Absolutely. from Emoticon. Absolutely. Are those especially, things you guys took? <clears throat> especially uh, when she spoke about, you know, having a sense of pride and having a, you know, a sense of possibility, you know, if you would have told me in 2013 that I would still be doing, you know, mouse work and hive work and different things like that, I, I probably wouldn't have believed you. I probably wouldn't have expected that, you know, walking into IBM in 2013 would lead me here, you know, but I'm very grateful that I'm very grateful that I took that path. And I'm very grateful that, you know, emoticon and, and all these different things it really did change my life and it really did shape my life and um i'm forever grateful to mouse the hive emoticon ibeam you know all these different programs that really helped me and uh developed me into the young man that i am mm. um yeah it it definitely does go a lot deeper than just um i mean of course you know the, the technology is the most important stuff and you know the kids sh showcasing their projects but really it's really it's um really it's how they feel really it's inspiring them inspiring them to move forward and, and inspiring them to pursue their dreams i would have never um pursued film or or had the courage to try to attempt to be a production assistant mm. if it wasn't for all of this mm. and you know i'm forever grateful for that and you know these kids are young now but when they're my age when they're amanda's age they're gonna understand um the importance of different things like emoticon mm. how important it is to have that that stage that that showcase yeah and you i should mention so a couple of things you said i beam all almost all of the organizations you just mentioned are informal learning organizations that kind of support the digital learning ecosystem here in new york i beam one of them a terrific uh org who are still running some amazing programs um you have since, you mentioned that uh, you've trained as a production assistant and have worked as a production assistant through uh, the Made in New York uh, production assistance program, which is a pretty um, cool thing as well, which I will link to in the show notes. 
Amanda, how about you? What what um in response to what what Meredith was saying, um, are those things you feel like you you took from the event? Absolutely. Um, I think Christian said it pretty clearly. At the end of Emoticon, I think what I took away the most was this overwhelming sense of confidence. Back in high school, I wasn't the most confident person. I didn't talk a lot, but Mouse kind of drilled it into me that it's okay to be that way at first. You don't have to jump the gun and talk right away. But once Emoticon hit, just presenting my project brought it out of me and I was talking nonstop. Mm-hmm. And my first year at Emoticon, my group actually won the best pitch award. Mm. So yep. how awesome is that? Tell us about the project that won best pitch. Um the project that won best pitch I actually mentioned earlier was Omni Palette. Um it's an assistive art palette to help people with limited mobility to paint. On the palette, there's a bunch of cups with different paint. And then there's one cup with a motor inside, which is used to clean the paintbrush. There are two big buttons to go left and right to move the palette, so that way it doesn't require a lot of movement to get the paint. Mm. There's a video um, on YouTube, actually, that shows how the palette works. Check it out. We We will link to it. Um, what were, so Christian, tell me, um, tell me about pro, I just want to, uh, add some context to people who haven't been there. Um, so we've talked about, um, tech, we've talked about, uh, you actually, I think said, well, the sort of tech for good, um, tell me about some other projects that stand out to you in your mind. Doesn't have to be ones that, that you presented at Emoticon, but, um, just stuff that like when you saw it. Uh, you sort of lit up and thought, man, there's just a lot of possibility here. The one project that always stuck out to me from Emoticon, I can't really remember the exact name of it, but it was it was these insanely talented kids. I think they were from Queens. I'm not really sure. But they created this project. Um, it was like a robot subway cleaner. Mm. And it was insane. I to this day. Oh, I think I kind you of remember? remember that. Yeah. I never yeah. seen anything like that in my life. Like it it really blew my mind. And when you think about, you know, all the litter that we have in New York City and that these like these are high school kids, you know, and like here they are with the little bit of scraps that they have, they're mm-hmm. creating this thing that could really better our city, that could really clean it up. And I don't know, that that always stuck out to me as being the most, in my opinion, the most um, innovative because it really, it really showed how, you know, technology could change things for the better and how technology could better our lives. Mm. How about you, Amanda? You have projects that stand out? Yeah, actually, um, I think it was last year's Emoticon, maybe the year before. I saw this project that these kids created. It was an app for earthquake relief. Mm. Um, They went to Japan. What? They went to Japan (laughs) and interviewed the citizens of um, the country just to figure out what 
they do in case of an earthquake, where they go. So they created this app that has all these safe spaces for these people to go in case of an earthquake. In in the U.S. or in Japan? In Japan. Oh, crazy! Yeah, because they had that. So they mapped. They they kind of mapped the all of this data that people were were giving them as kind of local knowledge, mm-hmm. but so that it's stored someplace. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't think I saw that. I saw that. I was I was so mind blown that these young kids were able to come up with an idea like this because mm. it has so much potential. Imagine if this app gets improved and everybody ends up having it. It'll save so many lives. Mm. What Chris, you said the thing about you were like I think they were from Queens, which is is uh, <clears throat> funny because I think to a lot of people who are listening from elsewhere in the country, like isn't that New York? Like mm. aren't these things next to each other? Um, which they are, but um, they might not realize that growing up in Queens and growing up in Brooklyn are are two very different places. Um, I'm I'm just curious if you guys have. Um, had things about the event that that made you feel differently or or just sort of like raised awareness of what your peers were capable of and and um yeah i mean uh were there realizations when you walk into a room of young people doing all this innovative stuff that like was that just like yeah of course young people are all capable of this or um did it did it blow your mind yeah, it, it blew my mind. <laughs> Definitely. Um, um, I'm from Flatbush. Um, it's a very low income area. Growing up in a place like Flatbush, you don't think things like this are. You don't think things like this exist, like mm-hmm. emoticon, mouse. Going back to iBeam, Global Kids, even. You know, all, all of these different things that help the youth. You don't really. You don't see those things where I'm from. So, yeah, it, it did blow my mind to walk into the Bartos Forum and to see all of these different projects and all these young kids just just so insanely intelligent, innovative. It did blow my mind. Mm. And I was surprised. I didn't I didn't I had no idea that any of this existed. Yeah. Until just about five years ago. Crazy. It was definitely an eye opener. I mean. Growing up, I've always been tinkering with things here and there. And then I joined the mouse program, and I was open to new possibilities. There's more things I can do, more things I can learn. And then you get to Emoticon, and you see that there's hundreds of kids that are just like you, that just want to create, they want to learn, they want to make a difference in their lives and Mm. other people's lives. So in a way, that was just eye-opening to me, because... It gave me even more hope for the future and more hope for myself as well. Hmm. What are your favorite stories about uh, students who have come through Emoticon over time? So the first the first person I thought of um, when you were telling the story was uh, Zaina, who I know Amanda knows really well. And um, she's, she's now at the University of Virginia um, studying, I think, international politics. But um, when she was a mouse student... Uh, she came to the country as an immigrant from Africa and uh, was in the foster care system and ended up at an amazing uh, school, the Hudson High School for Learning Technologies, um, and uh, was recruited to be a part of the Design League program that Amanda is also uh, an alum 
of Design League. And in that, in her four years in high school, each year she worked in a team and had a new project to present at Emoticon. And I think all but one year her project was one of the five winners. Mm -hmm. And um, one uh, one project that I thought was was so super amazing uh, was the Dining Band, um, which she had worked with – the Vision Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired and had met a woman named Dawn who was her kind of co-designer, her team's co-designer. And um, Dawn was blind and had communicated that um, in their interviews that uh, one of the things that that she experiences and when eating at a public restaurant is, um, you know, you don't know where the food is on mm. your plate. And you're in order to figure out where to put your fork, you have to put your hands in your food first, which can be very embarrassing and make you not want to eat in public because it it just draws attention to you. And so her team took that challenge and came up with uh, an assistive tech device that you wear on your wrist after lots of iteration. It started as like a fork that somehow reads Mm. the you know, somehow can tell when you poke it into food that this is a potato. (laughs) Um, But discovered that the technology for that was uh, a little far further into the future than um, right now. And so it ended up being a a wristband that had a temperature and distance sensor on it. So it would just do a small vibration when the hand was hovering over top of warm food. Hmm. And so that would give like a very subtle indicator that food is right here, so put your fork down. And that way she wouldn't have to touch the food. And it was this great thing. And the device itself was this, like, piece of Velcro with, like, you know, slapped together with painter's tape and, like, a small Arduino and Mm -hmm. a button, you know, a very, very rough prototype. Um, And you could see all the working parts and things were falling falling off of it in the middle of Emoticon. They're there with a hot glue gun, putting it back together. And, mm. uh, you know, different uh, makers from uh, the professional world were coming over to, like, help them get it reconnected while they were there and learning about what it was. And it's just, it's just one of these, like, moments where everybody is working together to, like, you know, learn about something that they came up with and a really creative and innovative design and to like help them improve it like at, at an event together. And, um, you know, that, that project ended up getting selected for the white house science fair under Obama as well, which was amazing. I think they were one of maybe two total public schools in Mm -hmm. attendance, (laughs) which like is not that surprising, but, um, given, given the world, but, uh, you know, it was amazing. And, you know, just seeing, you know, seeing her like progression, you know, and her team's progression from uh, feeling kind of uncomfortable interviewing, you know, people with a disability and like learning the design process to, you know, fixing a broken device in the middle of an event, you know, surrounded by professionals, which can be intimidating, but, you know, and then standing on a stage and describing their product in front of, hundreds of young people and adults to like, you know, putting on a suit and going to the white house <laughs> like, mm-hmm. is, a, a as an educator, it's like, you know, tears on your face, kind of yeah. like happiness just to, just to see. Oh my gosh. And, know, and to think about her whole story. Oh yeah. Like, um, leading up to that and to be any part of it. You know what I mean? It's oh not, yeah. It's and not that. This is uh, one of many things that yeah. like transformed her life, of course. But yeah. like, yeah, just just to just to be witness to the to the growth of of like really creative and smart young people um, is an you know an honor as an yeah. educator. So, uh, yeah, and and then 
you know, now she's, you know, at the University of Virginia on a full scholarship and really like developing her future. And, and, you know, it's fun to see what she's doing over social media and to catch up with her every now and again. And, and I feel this way about all the students who've, who've come through Design League and Emoticon, like it really, yeah. it's, it's great. And their, and their paths are very diverse. Like it isn't, Emoticon doesn't directly send you to a media or technology related field, but this, this, learning about design and this learning about problem solving and this understanding that that you can change the world like with your ideas um applies everywhere yeah. and it's you know it's what we need and want in in future generations yeah, yeah. i love the idea of young people who have been to emoticon then going to professional conferences later and wondering like but what about what about the social issues? Like, why aren't we talking more about purpose? And why aren't we talking more about societal uh, needs? Um, so I just as you were talking, I was thinking, you know, that that would be uh, an amazing accomplishment if we can get more uh, more young people to have a future where um, if you're not thinking about how whatever role you end up in intersects with how we better the world um that it's then deficient uh would be an amazing and we've we've seen some very amazing like projects from young people like really tackling the issues in their lives and in their communities i remember um a student uh who a student at emoticon was working on a um a radio rookies project through the wnyc and it was about um, his experience with the stop and frisk policy mm. from the New York City Police Department, which, you know, as as most, un, you know, young people of color, especially young black men, uh, have had these really, you know, horrible experiences in their lives in these communities. And his his uh, radio show about this was uh, is just just so intelligent and so, um, you know, impassioned. And, and I mean, it's that kind of you know, take a look at the world around you and and see where change needs to happen and make something that that heads in that direction and display it is, you know, that's what the event is for. Yeah. So um, you were saying before the thing about um, Zainab uh, being in this moment where like she's hot gluing stuff while there's professionals in the room. Um, and and what's cool to me is uh, professionally. Um, a lot of people go to now, uh, there's sort of a, a fad around design charrettes. Are you guys familiar with that, that word charrette? It's like a fancy schmancy, um, basically convening that looks a lot like a Um, but as you were saying that about her putting the thing together, I remember the first time I was invited to a design charrette and mm -hmm. being like, why, what is with this word? So, so historically, the it is flinch. Yeah, it's French, and you know this. Do you know this history? Like, it's no. it's actually named for the wag the um, a horse drawn wagon that designers and inventors would bring their projects to the fair in, and they would be fixing their stuff on the way. So the whole idea about charrette was like you were you were making it <laughs> putting it together as people were about to see it so it wasn't about spit and polish so much it was about like new ideas that were just happening um, and i kind of love that can we buy some 
wagons. And yes. wagons yeah, yeah, yeah. for this year's yeah. emoticon. Add it to the budget. Um, okay. Let's yes. Or, or, listen, if you are a horse-drawn wagon company and you would like and to sponsor, sponsor emoticon this year, uh, see Meredith. Yes, please. Um, Mer, tell me about the um, – we, we talked a little bit about Mouse and mentioned iBeam and a couple of other orgs. Tell me how the committee is made up. Um, what orgs participate in the planning of Emoticon? And then um, who is Emoticon for more broadly? So the steering committee is a somewhat rotating uh, collection of nonprofits serving youth in New York City. Um, and – uh, this year, uh, we have the um, Parsons New School for Design. We have um, the New York Public Library, Global Kids, and Mouse. Uh, and, of course, our Illuminati group, two of whom are here in the room, um, all coming together to meet monthly to plan and, and uh, design the event and make it happen. Mm. Um, and in previous years, other organizations have been involved. Um, and these... You know, the organizations come on and uh, send one or two people out to, to these meetings. And it's, uh, it's there, you know, there's not a lot of funding to, to hand out. So it's a real um, in-kind kind of participation. But um, we are attempting to make this event work for all, you know, I think a lot of organizations in the city that do similar work or work that is tangential to other organizations and has, you know, work in silos and emoticon is an opportunity to see what other youth serving organizations are doing and what the, and, and to have them like cross pollinate and have young people from IBEAM, you know, meet young people from mouse or meet young people from global kids or, um, girls who code or any of the other, um, you know, groups in, in this sort of New York City media and tech youth network, mm-hmm. um, formerly the Hive, or maybe maybe still the Hive. Uh, but, um, yeah. Hive Learning Network, just to explain, is um, a network of informal uh, digital learning organizations um, that has been through several sort of iterations and and most recently is kind of in flux from one sponsor organization to another but um the hive has been a really integral uh kind of uh what glue um that's brought mm-hmm. a lot of organizations together over the last um 8 or 10 years so uh they've had a big role over the years as well and then this year, uh, we're 10 years and we're adding, we're going to be a big event this year. Big event this Tell year. Tell me about who, who's sort of, uh, where the new talent is coming from this year. So very excitingly, the Department of Education reached out to Emoticon um, to see if the event could serve as a culminating end of year showcase for their CS for All program, mm-hmm. um, which are in... I believe hundreds of schools in the city, a uh, computer science program. And so uh, many of those schools are going to come out and we've, it'll basically double the number of projects that we typically see. So we're hoping um, somewhere around uh, 40 to 60 projects to, will be presented this year, which is so exciting. Awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and uh, 
We're at New York Public Library again. Mm-hmm. It'll be at the New York Public Library uh, Bartos Forum on Saturday, June sixteenth. Yes. And um, get excited. Get it. Get so excited because it is amazing. And um, if you are thinking you have a young person, a young people project, and you want to present at Emoticon, um, just uh, either reach out to me or go to um, emoti- uh, E-M-O- ti dash con <laughs> dot org the dash was such an interesting decision as far as communicating a the one. url such a good uh, one. interestingly good there's a dash in the middle in it and it's and it's weird we're gonna um, say it again before there's the a dash and a slash so it's a moda a moda dash con dot org slash a dash and a slash register oh register right, right register right. um yeah um <laughs> Every great thing has a slash. And a dash. You know, Guns N' Roses. Uh, yes. Um, what else? <laughs> they have a slash. Daisy has a slash. Like For a, a minute. lightning bolt. Right. Know. Oh, yeah, that's right. Can you put lightning bolts in URLs? Um, <laughs> that would be cool. Um, <laughs> you. I, now I lost my train of thought. Um, Amanda, tell me the first time you walked into Bartos Forum. Like for somebody who hasn't been to Bartos Forum, can you just describe that space uh, for people who have never been there? Um, the first time I walked into Bartos Forum, I was speechless. It's such a humongous space that <laughs> it was kind of overwhelming to me. Yeah, I've been in libraries, but I've never been in the New York Public Library. So seeing such a large space in a library, no less, just took me back a second. And I'm like, I'm, am I really in the right place here? It is fancy pants. It is super it is. fancy it's pants. It's fancy pants. There's, there's like, there's marble. There's lots of, there's columns. There's columns. There's, there's light. There's, there's like a glass. Designs on what the What do you call ceiling. that? An, a um an atrium is that is no, that that's the... like a place for like plants in the middle of a house or something yeah shh <laughs> not an atrium silly um what is it called a, a it's like a glass it's a skylight this it's a giant a big skylight a giant skylight bartosian skylight yes i just made that word up <laughs> um so um coming let's let's come back to emoticon so um Tell me about some of the things you've uh, tried over the years, Mare, and uh, that haven't worked so well. Um, and then some of the things you, uh, having done it now for, uh, we've done this 10 years, um, th- you know, ways that we're kind of like learning the ropes and making some better decisions about. Um, and this is kind of for the the folks out there who who run youth programming and are thinking like an event this size or a collaboration of this sort is just kind of too much um yeah tell me about some of the nuts and bolts i think one of the ways that any large uh collaboration like this can struggle are if 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 roles for the organizations aren't well defined or if there isn't like a clear decision making um hierarchy yeah <laughs> uh then it then things can can go undone and and not have a lead. So there. So I think in the past couple of years, Mouse uh, has 
offered to like step up and be a sort of lead on the planning, um, which which just means that there's there's an organization and a, and a, a set of people that are really making sure that all this stuff are happening. And I think that's really helped the planning um, so that nothing's really. So who wants to do registration this year? <laughs> right. Like anybody? <laughs> um, so we, we just getting the, the nuts and bolts, getting ownership around some of that stuff, I think is really good. And I, and I think some of many of the steering committee members have been on the team now for, for many, many years. And I think we've, we all have uh, what we do and what we provide like Parsons, uh, now leads a team called the Design Fellows who do do what uh, similar work to what uh, the A team did, which uh, Chris mentioned earlier. But um, and it's been such a great program having young people come up with the look and the feel and the theme for the event and all the swag and T-shirts and posters and logos and good stuff. Um, and you know, so that that's really like taken its own form and become a, a real program that that happens every year there that is part of their pre-scholars program and it's 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 great just um being able to hand off large sections of the planning to young people and to another organization and them coming back and reporting on what was going on um so find for partners finding roles that are both um explicit mm-hmm. and also it sounds like um that benefit them somehow yes. feed into like their programming fit into what they're doing like leverage their existing you know resources and competencies yeah. and i think for the library like you know their their primary gift is the space um and just right. uh letting us into bartos which i'm sure they could make a hundred thousand um on a wedding there anytime yeah. they wanted um but uh you know just having that and being able to um work with work with their team to make to make the event happen in Bartos form is is such an amazing uh, addition to what you know to the steering committee and mm-hmm. and global kids now who's been on and off the um, steering committee f- since the very beginning um, yeah. are coming back this year and bringing uh, they're going to be training um, young people to be the MCs so they're starting uh, you know another youth led part of it and I think uh, now that we have these sort of three younger people, planning for the event is a real bonus to to how the event works and how you know so so we have we've been calling it kind of like a young people triumvirate mm. <laughs> so they're like the young MCs if you will <laughs> heck global kids and then the design fellows at Parsons and then our Illuminati who are no longer like as young as they were when they participated but are still in the grand scheme of the world young people um then Ha, like I think youth leadership being is 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 making the event better already. Um, yeah. So it's a huge, uh, you know, an amazing add-on right. to to how we do this event. So things that have failed. So things that have failed. Um, <laughs> where oh do my, I begin? Where do I? Oh, <laughs> don't like just. Ugh. And we're out of time. And we're out of time. <laughs> so I don't. I I'm sure. I'm sure. People under like registration, getting getting lots of people anywhere yeah. at all, and knowing how many people are gonna come, regardless, you know, of their signups. Like there's there's always there's like there's like two numbers. There's the number of people who register, right, and then there's the number of people who show up, 
and you have to make all of your budgeting and materials acquiring and mm-hmm. every decision ever based on the number who sign up who are never the number of people who show up yeah. and figuring that magic out like so that you're not buying more stuff than you need and wasting all your money and time planning around you know 100 groups and only 10 show up and figuring out the right communication to get them to commit but this is a free event so you're going to sign up if you find if you if you hear that there's limited space you're going to sign up whether or not you actually yeah. intend to go just in case um and we're constantly trying to figure out the best way to get to get those two numbers to be closer to to the same so um you know i think one thing we're we're trying this year is is we're gonna we're gonna collect the permission in advance Mm. um and see if that works instead of saying you can bring it with you and maybe doing that extra effort to you know email us a copy of some parent permission and media releases in advance means you're closer to actually showing up yeah um i bet it will i bet it will Fingers crossed. We're always learning. Um, <laughs> so that's registration is always is always a thing. Um, and I think one of the other planning pieces that we're, we're still iterating on now and have, has gone very poorly in the past, when you have something this large with this many moving pieces, um, especially any like science fair type mm. event, uh, figuring out where people will go, like where the table, like trying to do that in advance uh, when you don't even know, you know, if the tables are going to be set up correctly when you show mm. up and you have to like rearrange. And then, you know, we used to create these like maps of where every group would be like, you're going to be table 13. And then that group would move to table 15. Yeah. But that group had been assigned judges five, seven, and 12, and now judges five, seven, and 12 can't find this group because the group moved. And actually this, you know, one of the things we changed is that when you show up, you get your table and that judges, instead of judging a, you know, a specific set of projects that, you know, we communicate to them in advance, we'll judge every project on a red table. Mm. You know, this is the red judge table. So if you see a red table, you're going to, you're going to go and judge that group. Color code quadrants of the room. So color that... code the quadrants, and then set have have a set of judges for the yeah. quadrants um, instead of giving everybody a specific set of projects to to yeah. go to because you don't know who's going to show up. Yeah, and uh, that was always a nightmare. Always a nightmare. Um, one thing we learned last year uh, is we we need um, so one one of the things that happens. Uh, after the project fair, which is like a little over an hour um, in the event, we have a, a keynote speaker talk for about 20 minutes. And during that 20-minute period, all of the 30-plus judges go into a room in the in the back of Bartos and have to decide who the top five projects in the, in the winning categories are. Mm. And this is 30 people who – all of whom saw a different set of projects – you know, and worked with a rubric to try to evaluate these fairly and not, you know, it's not about how technically advanced the projects are. It's about how innovative they are, how how well they pitched it or, um, how, you know, its potential for social impact. Um, can you can you mention, this is a good spot just to mention sure. what the categories are. So, okay, so this is like a test. I'll fill uh, in, I'll fill in. <laughs> okay, so there's the social impact um, prize, which... 
is exactly what it says. There's <laughs> the um, most innovative. Yeah. There's the um, best pitch. There's the Amanda's a former winner. Amanda's a former winner. Um, there's the crowd favorite, which is actually selected by the young people at the event. Um, there's the point of view, uh, which is about, uh, you know, expressing, you know, a unique perspective. Um, and then there's, uh, my favorite, (laughs) the the most entertaining. These names were actually created by the A-team back in the day. Um, most entertaining is not meant to be like, you know, it, it, it covers everything from like projects that are awesome without necessarily a purpose. Mm. Um, so like artistic playful. or playful yeah. um, projects. So, Those are, the, yeah. there's always in that category, some amazing yes. contenders. Yes. There's one that was just like a pillow that you squeezed it and like it yes. lit up or something. It was, it was the coolest thing. Yeah. I don't, it just, but yeah, it brought only fun. Right. Which, what's wrong with that? Joy. Yeah. (laughs) So I interrupted. Oh, yeah. What were we talking about? Yeah. Judges in the judge room. Oh, my gosh. So refining that process to give them in advance, like, a better understanding of how these projects should be evaluated to consider things like the age of the presenters um, and, you know, thinking about the diversity of the projects represented. Yeah. um, You know. That takes a lot of refining over years, and I, I think I think they do a really really great job now. But um, yeah, so they have twenty minutes total, mm. and have to then come onto the stage and share out uh, who the winners are. And last year we had a very fun moment where <laughs> um, instead of writing down who the winners were, they shared it out loud to some to uh, one of our planners who was putting it into a slide deck slide deck a slide deck and then at attaching images we had collected in advance to each slide so like if it was project zero zero won the most the social impact uh prize then it would be a slide that had project zero's picture yeah not the name project zero or the anything like it would just have their their image and then the prize that they won and then they get on stage and they're waiting on the slides because the slides are going to tell them who the winners are. And very unfortunately, the images were too large for the Wi-Fi network uh. and we just had a, a complete and total <laughs> fail. And like you could see everybody with their little like headsets like walking frantically around the room and I'm like running around the side. And everyone's like, pay no attention to the creepy, right. weird stuff happening. So then we had to like go and take a picture of of the post-it notes where they wrote the winners and bring it back onto the stage. And luckily, like everybody is such you know so cool and and uh, this is such a friendly event that nobody you know threw ridiculous. rotten tomatoes at us or anything. But um, <laughs> you know the an long event, awkward pause oh, on stage. Oh my word! And ha- you know hats off to our our MC Rudy Blanco for really making making it you know funny and fun that stuff was going wrong um but uh yes i, I mean i think is, an is event MC, about is mc rudy blanco back on stage this year if rudy come back we we hope so yes. oh my gosh we will we will make it so but um dear, dear rudy dear rudy please <laughs> um so i think i think we it's an event for young designers and and 
if we can design each year <laughs> around the challenges that we experience, then we're doing our job. Yep. Like that's, we can iterate as a team. For sure. Um, those are some of the, the things off the top of my head that have gone wrong. Okay, so you just mentioned, uh, you mentioned the keynotes and the judging. So um, tell me, uh, Illuminati, uh, I'm a student. I get to Emoticon. It's like, what time? 11, someplace just before lunch? A little bit earlier, actually. Sometimes you get you arrive at 10. Okay. Just for the sheer fact that we know something's going to go wrong. Right. So you need to set up and make sure your project is working how it should before anything. Because there's been many cases where they show up at 11 and the project's not working and we're getting ready for the project fair and everything's going. Yeah. So um, so give me the, the sort of run of show. How does it go? How does the day go down? Um, you don't have to do every tiny detail, but... Okay, so the day progresses. You, you arrive, you set up, you make sure your project's all fine and dandy, and... I don't remember if we had lunch first or the project fair first. This year we're going to have lunch first, but usually it's in the middle. Okay. So, so yeah, we present our projects. There's a ton of people going around looking at the projects. At one point, um, all the people, the young people, get in the middle, sit at these tables to play a group game Mm -hmm. where... They work together with people they've never met before, which is kind of like, it's hard sometimes, and it also creates some sense of anxiety sometimes, but it's also really cool because these are people you would have never spoken to if you didn't have to at the moment. So having to work with all these different people from all these different backgrounds to create this one thing, I remember one year... They had to make, like, a city, a little city blueprint, which was awesome. And then they, at some point in the event, they also have a networking hour mm-hmm. where the young people get to speak with professionals in their different um, fields on how it is, what questions they might have. And it also gives them the chance to sort of gauge what they wanted to do in the future or what they're considering yeah mm-hmm. you guys mm-hmm. you guys uh keep in touch with anybody you met at the networking hour actually um someone i met at the networking hour which i'm not sure if she was part of the networking hour was a woman named pam mm-hmm. she works in finance yeah she, she was. was yeah yeah she was part of the mm-hmm. networking hour that's mm-hmm. awesome and I keep in touch with her sometimes because I just so happen to work in finance now. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. What? Um, so what are we missing? There's um, so keynotes. Tell me about the keynotes. I uh, went back into my um, long term memory to remember some of the um, some of the names we've had over the years. Anil Dash, now uh, CEO of Fog Creek and general um, kind of uh, what tech ethics wizard of um all things um prince the musician and um and technology lamore freed 
Lamore Freed, Lady Ada, founder of Ada Fruit. Mm-hmm. Aya Badir, uh, engineer uh, who founded Little Bits. We've had Manoush Samarodi mm-hmm. at the event, who is a um, very uh, just amazing uh, personality podcaster now with WNYC. Quavikoti um, from the Bushwick Film Festival last I, year. Amazing. Uh, yeah. Naveen Salvadurai. You remember uh-huh, that? That was uh-huh, way back. Uh-huh. Um, very. We've had some some pretty amazing, uh, especially the sort of. Um, uh, in the tech community in New York, some of the the um, real pioneers and folks who have been around um, and and just amazing models for young people uh, have been there. Tell me about uh, the keynotes this year and and what do you know about who's presenting? What do young people have to look forward to? There's um, Aman Milner, yeah, um, who is one of the founders of scratch or you know helped helped create the scratch project in yeah, the MIT amazing. media lab super amazing um and uh nafisa Akter, who uh was a, a global kids ambassador back in the day mm-hmm. and um you know does you know has worked for unicef and done some really amazing projects and i think we're we're really excited to hear um to hear what what they've been up to and and for them to share their path uh from these these types of organizations like mouse and global kids so cool um to to their careers and yeah and do you guys you're doing a networking hour again we are um there's gonna be a networking session um we have so many judges this year i think right now we have 45 possibly wow which is so so great um so these are all volunteers yes these are all volunteers and um they come from all over from you know you know, for like we have user interface designers from Google. We have, um, you know, media librarians. We have, uh, you know, academics like you know who teach grad school in yeah. design. Filmmakers, you know, filmmakers. We have, you know, musicians. Um, and and yeah, we we do a we do a big outreach. Um, you know, earlier in the year and. Uh, we get so so many people come back and just are excited to do it, and every, and we have a lot of folks come for multiple years just because mm-hmm. it's really, um, it's a it's a very inspiring event to yeah. attend and to just makes you feel a lot more confident in in the future. <laughs> so yeah. We, yeah, we see judges come back year after year, and and they're great. And the and the at the networking session, um, we kind of we try we create these very large uh, categories. Um, you know, engineering, design, media, and the judges sort themselves into those groups. And then young people come out and pick, pick the category that they're most interested in and just sit down and talk with somebody Mm -hmm. and ask them questions like, you know, what did you do in high school that, you know, I should be doing like what, you know, what, 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 what advice would you give me if I were looking for a college program to study this or, um, yeah, that kind of and it, it is really great like the conversations that we see happen. Um and they often will connect on things like LinkedIn in the future and it's yeah. it's great. I can't um I can't say enough about how uh Im- important that moment has has turned out to be. Like mm-hmm. we we kind of um designed it on the hunch that um that professionals would volunteer and that it would be meaningful. Um the 
you know, a big part of it was we have so many people who, so many young people who come through our programs, um, and there's a national conversation about getting getting uh, kids into STEM, and um, not all of us have, you know, an uncle who is an engineer or, you know, uh, an aunt who designs uh, software for Microsoft. Like these are not necessarily um, you know, graphic designers, game designers. We have so yep. many amazing professionals come out. Um, and I, I use it all the time, uh, maybe ad nauseum, the quote from Marion Wright Edelman, um, you can't be what you can't see. Uh, but, but it, it's so inspired by that realization that, you know, if, if we're not having conversations at younger ages about, um, that are just real and like, Hey, how did you get here? What was your pathway? Um, what's it like to be an engineer? You know, maybe I, maybe I'm not, you know, it's not the lifestyle I'm looking for. Um, but to be able to have those conversations and, and, uh, um, sort of see yourself in those identities in that moment is, uh, is so key. It's one of my favorite parts of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm curious, Mayor, before we go, I have just a couple more questions. The, um, one of the things I was curious to hear you talk about is, um, you have led a team here at Mouse for a long time and have a lot of, um, you've seen a lot of young education professionals come through our organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious, you know, and we've, so uh, over the years, so many amazing uh, organizations in New York have had young staff come out to um, um, support students presenting at Emoticon. What do you think it means to youth workers, um, events like this? And, and um, like, for you, uh, what what are the moments that stand out as a professional um, that make it meaningful and significant as a practitioner? Hmm. So much. It's... Uh... I mean, yeah, when you've worked with a a group of young people who you know are brilliant, who have the kind of anxiety Amanda was talking about earlier about, you know, what what I've made this whole year isn't going to impress anyone or like, you know, it's not finished, it's not finished. Um, And then to actually go and to get such positive feedback and to, you know, see it as part of, you know, a community of of making and um it, it's just it's just an amazing it, it's it's yeah. transformative for an educator to to watch to watch the young people you, you know are awesome like realize it and I, I like there was i think one of the the first emoticons where i had student projects presenting um was a group who um had made a a, a game a that was it was called Immigrantville and it was about their it was a sort of a simulation game um about their own experience as mm. oh, uh, first generation um students and it you you the game like you you see a plane land and you have to choose like am I going to take a cab or am I going to take the subway and like and you have a, a certain budget you don't have any american dollars you know and and you're making decisions uh based on the fact that you're, you know, you don't speak the language and you're, you're not a documented citizen. Um, and so this is a very personal project for them. It was something that there was, 
incredibly personal and in, in anything anything that you have you have such um you hold on to so closely it's it's like scary to to show it to others and to see what they think and to also like you know come out in a way as as you know an immigrant um and their group got selected to present on the stage and uh beforehand we like we huddled up because they were so like so incredibly nervous mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were just they were just like oh my gosh i don't know if i can do it i don't know if i can do it and i'm you know i'm just there like you can do it you can do it <laughs> and and like everyone's you know clapping and the clapping is getting slower because mm. it's taking so long for them to get up there but then they get up there and they like find their voice and they they do it and they're amazing and they you know they come back and they're just like all in this huge group hug and it's this like this is why I do what I do. Like <laughs> this mm. is this is so great. It's and, amazing. Um, you know, yeah. It's a, like, that it, group was really special. I remember so them. special. And um, yeah, I mean that. Even if even if you're not selected to win, just like just being there and being seen, like having your work seen and yeah, and taken seriously and to show it off it's and it just as an educator it's like you're there you just you just gave them a platform to 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 be themselves and to do what what was already in the, inside them mm-hmm. like just like say okay what can i do to help you get your vision out there um like how can i facilitate that not like how can i teach you to do it yeah um that's the gig it's that's amazing the gig. Yeah. um i wonder you mentioned uh immigrantville which uh it was such a great project. Have you guys thought at all about the significance of this year as it relates to the 10th year of Emoticon? And what I mean by that is two days ago, we had a national uh, walkout uh, youth protest. Um, we've had this amazing wave of youth voice out of what the tragedy that happened in Florida. Um we also have immigration as an issue in this country that is a very hot button. Um, are those things that you guys have talked about in the planning of Emoticon? Um, and and uh, is there significance to this being a sort of a youth-led, youth voice uh, event in a year where so much um, kind of history is happening? Um, it just... it. it strikes me that it's an amazing year to have an anniversary for this event yeah it is um maybe we don't discuss it as much as we should during our meetings um but you know the significance of the social activism that does go into emoticon it absolutely is significant um meredith mentioned it earlier um uh the young man who made the app about the the uh, stop and frisk yeah. mm-hmm. uh, situation. As a young African American who has been stopped and frisked, I actually remembered that, and you know that really touched me because you know I've been through that, and to have that showcased and to have it be acknowledged as a problem, mm. that was huge for me. So this year, we definitely should find a way to to find some some way that we could tie in, uh, you know, gun control and um toleration into emoticon yeah we, we we definitely need to that's something we need to do yeah um 
I read, I was reading uh, this, uh, I'll, I'll be um, a better ob- objective voice about this and just say that I saw some disconcerting uh, comments in a Facebook thread. I don't know, you know, like, what do I expect in a Facebook thread? But um, there was a lot of interesting discussion this week from, you know, I get a lot of stuff from um, from parents. I'm a parent, and I, I see a lot of the uh, young parents in the neighborhood who are talking about the significance of the walkout. And there are um, two camps in my neighborhood. Luckily, the second camp is a very, very small one. But um, but there are a lot of adults who um, and young people who see things like the walkout and this moment of us um, appreciating the youth voice and and uh, having this day of protest as being uh, a waste of time. You know that uh, we, you know, uh, you're going to take kids out of school for a day um to to protest how is that productive toward the country's future um i wonder if you guys want to just say something to that idea before we sign off um and and uh, just as it relates to the significance of this event and your planning um see a lot of people mention our country's future wasting time but it's in these formative years, especially for young people, where they learn to speak out and they learn these important skills that'll help us as adults. I find it quite terrifying that people aren't letting these young people talk because they are our future. One day, these young people are going to run our country. And by not allowing them to have a voice in our society or even what goes on in their everyday lives, you're kind of putting them in a small box. And no matter how much I think about that, it's going to be completely detrimental to our future. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you, uh, you know, when you take into account all the lives that have been lost due to uh, unregulated uh, gun purchases and, and things like that. Um, I, you know, I don't think the walkout was a waste of time. Actually, at my old at my old high school, um, they did this huge walkout. Five thousand kids just walked out of school. I think that's powerful, and I think um, I think our generation is is really going to be the generation that changes things, because you know, if you look at how active we are, and if you look at the times that we're living in, the times that we grew up in, we've seen it all. Sandy Hook, um, what just happened recently. Um, you know, the election of, you know, the current administration, um, you know, we we see the faults where certain people don't. Um, you know, a lot of adults in this country are, um, what's the word, complacent. Uh, they want things to stay the way they are. But yeah. things cannot stay the way they are because um, things are changing. Things evolutionize and it's time for a change. And things are going to change very soon. And all of these protests, all of these walkouts, I support them 100%. I I think power to the youth is one of the most important things as far as advancing as Americans and advancing as a country. Beautifully said. Thank you. Um, So I have an idea to to end the episode, which is, uh, you guys know the game Two Truths and a Lie, right? Oh, yeah. So... um, 
I, people uh, listening don't know that I definitely have a role with this event in that I was a co-founder of the event and have had lots of planning roles over the years and and uh, tried to raise money for it and do all kinds of things. But in the last couple of years, because we have amazing leadership here at Mouse and, and uh, our work has taken me to my attention in other ways, I don't know what's going on this year. <laughs> so here's my challenge. You guys are going to give me two truths and a lie uh-huh. about uh-huh. what to expect at Emoticon this year. Um, and I'm going to tell you which one is the lie. Okay. All right. You ready? Okay. So you guys ready for this? Yes. Okay. Uh, item number one about Emoticon 2018, our 10 year anniversary is there's going to be young androids. There are going to be young androids. Number two. Usually, we have, you know, chairs and tables, but there might be a bit of a separation this year. A separation between... (laughs) (laughs) That is... In other words... In other words, (laughs) in other words, there might not be... If that's one of the lies... If that's a lie... (laughs) <laughs> it's the worst lie in history. In other words, there's no tables this year. And people are going to be racing to register for this event. Yeah. Oh yeah. Guys, chairs and tables are separate this year maybe. Let me let's see how this pans out. Item number 3. There's going to be a laser light show. Laser light show. That better be true. I'm going to go with item number two as as the lie because because there better be chairs and tables, (laughs) which one, which one was the lie? Number three. Light, Number laser three. light show? No lasers this year. Oh. Maybe next year. Tell, tell me about the androids. Tell about the androids. What's with the what androids? <laughs> so, this year. Chairs and tables are ridiculous. This year, <laughs> as a nice little icebreaker activity, we're going to have the participants, right? America's Next Top. America's Next Top Android. Boom. And we're going to have... All types of different pieces, right? Yeah. You take the pieces. You, yeah. You, you know, you design your per. You got to pick one person to design. Right. Or two. <clears throat> or two. But they have to consent to it, you know. Right. And boom, boom, boom. You just start designing them. Right. Boop, boop, beep. And he, boom, you make your Android and it's like an Android fashion show. Android fashion so everyone, show. So yes. we're going to have a runway. Yeah, we're gonna have <clears throat> Tyra Banks, and it, it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a little competition thing. It's gonna be the dopest thing ever. Tyra Banks isn't really coming. No, Tyra. But please consider coming, dear Tyra. Dear greatly, Tyra Banks. greatly influenced by Tyra Banks. <laughs> wow, that sounds pretty dope. And I think that the way you um, described the process, I think mm-hmm. it was a boop boop beep, boop boop beep. Yeah, a, we're gonna have keyboards. Yeah, yeah. So what can I? What, so the tables thing. Please elaborate. So, <laughs> so, what is going on with these tables this tables. year? There, there will 
be tables. It's alarming. There just won't be as many tables. Oh, so my gosh. I, which, <laughs> shocking. <laughs> but... So they they came up the the Illuminati's one of their roles is to is to work on the agenda for the event given yeah. this year's constraints. But because we're having twice as many people there, we have to fill the area that we used to have for just these luxurious table space right, for right. eating and making projects and you know in the middle of the room. And yeah. because we we need more spare, more space for chairs, they had to come up with something that you could make yep. that you didn't need a table to do. And so they thought, well, instead of building something on a table, you could build it on a person. And um, and hence, like, a sort of tech fashion. We're going to have lights and foam. And we haven't figured out the materials yet, but it's going to be awesome. And they're going to build their make their, uh, on, a, on a person. So, so it'll be very cool. Yes. Like, e-textile style. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So the, the tables idea. are actually significant. There's like a yeah. there's an experience <laughs> change. I'm down. That so sounds great. If you great. were coming for the tables, yeah. you'll have to go to yeah. a different event. Think again. Yeah. There will be tables, but not yeah. as many as you're hoping. Go to mm. some other go amazing to the, the table event. Uh, table show. Youth the table star. Event. Um, guys, thank you so much for doing this. Let's do um quick plug fest for those who want to register. Oh, um, who can register as you're saying, uh, like, tell us uh, yeah. if you're interested in emoticon. If you're interested in emoticon, you need to be a middle or high school New York City public school student um, or a team of New York City public high school students um, with a, a technology and media project, which is a, is much more diverse than you're imagining, but as something that touches on those themes, anything from... Uh, physical computing to coding to um, a hack or mashup to media to um, an app a uh, or a prototype of any of those things that's still analog. Um, and you go to emoda-con.org slash register um, or you email um, emoticon.myc at gmail if you have questions and we have a planning guide available for you all these things I'm sure mm -hmm. Mark will include contact information to learn more in the show notes um, but yeah we'd love to see your work and um, yeah so exciting uh, anything else you guys want to plug before we sign off any use out there um, you may think that your project's not good enough, your idea is good, not good enough, but don't worry, your idea is great, and we really want to hear it, we want to see it at Emoticon, so register today. Great. No, we no, need no. you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Mark. Thank see you, you at Emoticon. See you oh, at yeah. Emoticon. Oh, yeah. If you, you want to make, make a world, world a better, better place, place, you gotta pick yourself and make, make a... Change. Change. Na na na. Na 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 na. Sounds super. Yeah. We should start a band instantly. That was good. That was good. For more info about advertising with us, charitable sponsorship, or if you have show ideas you want to share with me, find me on Twitter at M A Lesser. No such thing is produced by me, Mark Lesser, a learner like you, and our show notes can be found at no such thing podcast dot org. 
The tracks in this podcast were produced by Leroy Tindy, a guest in episode one, an Olympic fully clothed hotel pool swimmer. Find him on SoundCloud at Air Tindy Beats. This show would not be possible without support from the good people at Mouse, a national youth development nonprofit that believes in technology as a force for good. Find us online at mouse.org.